Hey guys, I want to take a minute before the podcast starts to give a special shout out to Albo Farm as they have hit episode number 200. Um, Pierce Doctor, the man behind this, uh, he's fucking the man. Uh, we have a great time every time we get together. And, um, you know, his, his like the amount of episodes that he's accumulated and like the consistency and drive that he has is a huge you know, motivator for me. And like, that's the reason why this is, you know, we're at episode 135. Like it's almost been like a friendly competition away of it competition in a way. Like I've been like, you know, I need to, <laughs> I need to beat this motherfucker in episodes. Like I need to like get more episodes in him. So that's why we're, you know, that's why we're doing it twice a week and like at triple digits. Um, but you know, it's, it's, you know, I really, I love the guy. He's friendly. Uh, anyways, I just wanted to give that special shout out because uh, he said 200. I think it's a big deal. So go check out his episode that's going to be in the description below. And uh, here are the sponsors. Hey, guys. I want to take some time to promote a very special local show for my friends both at Stutterbox and Underground Ranch. If you want a weekend away from the madness of life, Field Trip 2022 is calling your name. They have a stacked EM lineup, hip-hop sessions, and more. Who knows? You might even see yours truly there. Actually, you're going to. So come take a trip with us September 16th and 17th in Chelsea, Iowa for a weekend of music and fun. Tickets available now in the link below. Trying to find your next spot. Are you trying to find your next motherfucking spot for a show or event? You've been in your mother's basement for 10 years making beats. You think you've perfected your craft. What's the next step? What's the next step? Getting out there. And Starbucks can help with that. If you're looking for a solid team of people to get you started with your next performance or event, this is the company to contact. They're bringing back Field Trip this fall, September 16th and 17th, like we said previously. Um, so what are you waiting for? Head over to Stutterbox Productions' Facebook page for all of your needs today. Gorilla Graphics Design Agency can provide you with top-tier effects and production value. Their team has everything you can ask for, including professional equipment and a stellar end product from top to bottom. Head over to GorillaGraphics.com for all of your design needs today. That's G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A-G-R-F-X.com. Hello, everybody. This is McAllister's Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Cole McAllister. Today, we're joined... Zachary by Zachary Daniels, fuck the whiskey man. Whiskey's got my, got my as I pour more, and the whiskey's got my. It's gonna be an awful podcast. Now. How you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on the show, man. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Uh, I was listening to your music today. Uh, well, I this I think you just have the single, right? Yep. Right now it's just the single out. Uh, but there, I'm working on. I should say I'm working on. Um, I am working on releasing a uh six track ep that that song the single is from okay um and uh yeah i mean everything's already done and ready and, and ready to go it's just getting prepped to launch just sitting on it yep yeah i feel that i feel that yeah that's the you know planning out the releases and all that um so i guess just tell me a little bit about yourself like what um got you started into music um and all that oh yeah um so yeah um as uh as Coleman said at the beginning, I, my name is Zachary Daniels, uh, for those who don't know me. Um, and I have been a musician for almost my entire life. I grew up in a very musical family. Okay. Um, but I have been doing music 
on and off seriously for about 11 years now. Um, I started in I started writing songs around 2008, but I wasn't really doing anything with them. I was, I was like, hey, this is fun. But I started like starting an actual. I started like my first actual band that tried to play shows and stuff in 2011. Okay. And um, so and it means. 2022 i had to do the math the other day i was like how long have i been doing this shit <laughs> and i was like man i'm old but, um, <laughs> but yeah um yeah it's been about 11 years now wow wow um so you were kind of talking before this like you uh you were like with the group you you were um or maybe i was listening because i listened to a little bit of uh um peter's podcast with you mm-hmm. we were talking about that alba farm Yep. But thought I'd represent <laughs> since they're um they they just hit he just hit two hundred episodes. Really? Holy yeah. shit! That's awesome. Yeah, he's the man. He's the man. I love that show. That, um, was, that was really fun to be on. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he has like a very like niche audience and a very niche like type of thing that he's doing, and it's worked. And like his dedication is inspiring, honestly. Right. Like it's a lot of um you know it's propelled me a lot to you know the re- you know the frequency that we're at and what we're kind of doing. Mm-hmm. That's really pushed me um but so i i i didn't listen to the whole thing but i was listening to the first part of that podcast and you were kind of talking about how you were with a group and then you kind of all disbanded like uh you know not to repeat yourself i guess but i'm curious like what what transition between like you being in a group to like kind of focusing more on like a solo career so yeah i was so i've been in groups for several years um and been in like probably four or five bands at the time and um my last group we were doing really well um it was like i it was a group that like i didn't just join a band like i built it from scratch and um we were doing so well at least i thought so um other people might disagree i thought so and um but then you know it was just kind of a life happened and one thing after another and um people just kept like they would quit and then somebody else would join for a while and then somebody else would quit and we just weren't gaining any traction and it just got really frustrating and um and it was just kind of I will admit there's a little bit of selfishness involved, but it got to a point where I'm just like, I need to be able to, to be able to put out music more consistently. And, um, it's just, you know, it's easier to, as much as I absolutely adored my, my bandmates. Um, uh, I always said that they made my songs sound 20 times better than they are. (laughs) Um, and uh, with the with the folks that helped me on this current EP, no exception. Um, but I was just like, it's just it was just so much easier for me to be able to sit down and just build everything myself and then take mm. it from there. Um, and without without it, it was easier without life getting in the way, basically. Sure, sure. So that way I had contingencies and we were able to make sure things got released and blah 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 blah. But. Um, you know humans are human yeah sure. i hold i hold no contempt <laughs> yeah well that's good yeah. so, so let me ask you this like how much of it would you like of that decision would you say it was like you know clashing you know you, you know maybe clashing with your bandmates versus just like ease because i can imagine like in this day and age versus like you know 40 you know plus years ago when like the peak of bands was really up there mm-hmm. i imagine there's a lot less 
availability and time to like all get together kind of do things versus like just being able to do it with the computer right um yeah i would actually say that ease was probably the majority of it okay um because if if my if my bandmates and I ever had a problem, like we were able to solve it pretty easily, uh, weirdly enough, uh, because we were like we weren't just band. Like usually, whenever I find a, a someone to work with as a bandmate, I'm like, can I consider this person a friend as well? Because it's like we're going to be spending a lot of time together. Sure, sure. And so it's like you know, I have I always say I have two rules. I'm like, can they play and can they hang? And the second one is probably more important than the first. <laughs> um, it's like you know you can learn an instrument you can't learn a good personality um <laughs> but um but no a, a lot of it was just you know they had different things going on in their lives um a, a, you know a few of them had to move uh for mm. jobs and like the jobs paid boku bucks so i'm like i'm not gonna be that am i allowed to swear on your podcast yes okay yes, cool 100%. i just want i just want to make sure um <laughs> like i'm like i'm not gonna be that asshole who just goes like no you have to stay here like what would i get out of that one i would fail first off (laughs) um but two it's just it you know it's no fun for anybody so um Mm -hmm. i'm just like i understand like as your friend i'm super excited for you go do your thing but then i'm like fuck now i have to start over yeah let me ask you this though do you is there like an element of that that you because i guess how long ago did you split um we split like maybe 10 months ago close okay to, so close, yeah somewhat, within close a year. to a year yeah I, well i so i guess that's not that much of time but like i guess even in that time difference like is there an aspect of like being in a band that you miss like collaboration like do you like do you wonder that like maybe um you know your music might be missing something without that collaboration um it is nice to have that live collaboration. Um, it's like I, I still love to jam with people yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and and actually, like it, with the way that I actually went about to record this uh, this disc, I actually found I think I found a way. And this is a huge experiment, um, but I found I tried to find a way to kind of merge the two um, mm-hmm. things where it's like you know I still had. Uh, I was still able to control somewhat of a deadline, but also be able to cooperate with other folks. Um, and because I did actually hire out some people to help me, um, I am a bit of a, a jack of all trades. I'm a multi instrumentalist, but um, I had to find people that were like a master or yeah, a lot yeah. better at their. In their their instrument than me so um i just i reached out to some of my friends that i'm like okay you've worked like you've either worked with me in the past enough to know my style or i just have seen you play and i have a lot of faith in you um and so we were able to kind of get together for or talk over the internet for a brief amount of time and kind of work on things and then they would just send they would record their stuff at like their house um and then send me the stuff and then i'd get it mixed but um so it was it was kind of cool to be able to do that but it was a huge experiment because i'm flying by the seat of my pants i've never done it like this before but um but i do greatly enjoy um being able to you know perform live with people there's like a nice like a almost liquidity to it uh when you're performing live with other people because like when you get a good um a f- good flow going and a good connection going you can switch things up and and it's it's just a lot more 
free than um, like freeing than trying to do it purely with a computer um, because like with that you have to you know work to a click track and do like yes it's a little bit more it's a little bit more rigid but um, then then with live performances but yeah. um, just with the way that you know my current like life and everything is going at the moment um, which everything is fine but it's still just let's way- get into it what's, the, <laughs> what's what's really getting you down zachary no, i'm kidding <laughs> no i mean i do have depression so <laughs> hey you're on the right show man. <laughs> mania and depression are specialities yeah. here in the McAllister's podcast what, what, what were you saying oh no it's um it's just easier uh for me to oh. be able to still put out material this way and not have um as much of a strain on both my and um the folks the musicians that i work with uh and on anybody's schedule so yeah that way they can still do whatever they they want to do if they have different projects or whatever but then it's just like hey like i'll give you some money and then you help me write parts to these songs and then you can go on your way and, and, you know, I'll obviously give you credit. Like, yeah. Yeah. So what was a lot of it recorded like at home like that? Or did you pay for studio time or like, what was the, uh, like, let me ask you this. Like how much did your EP cost? Would you say? Um, so with like graphics and, uh, and mixing and all that stuff, I paid around like, I would say about four, five hundred six hundred dollars um but i actually had so a a good buddy of mine who actually played bass on this ep as well um i originally reached out to him to play bass because he's played with me in the past and uh, i reached out to him and i was like hey i'm working on this project can i you know can i hire you to play bass and he's like yeah that's fine and um and then while we were working on stuff he just kind of took up the mantle of being the producer and because he has like studio equipment in his basement and um Mm -hmm. and he he has quite an ear uh for production and he just started like throwing together stuff just for fun and i was like you want to just produce this and he's like yeah i can do that so and we never talked about a price and he's just like because this is the first thing just pay me what's fair so i threw him you know i i threw him as much money as i could anyway damn i'm poor <laughs> yeah well i was gonna say that's actually like a really a good price for yeah like the entire I, six track ep i thought so i was just like i'm trying to th- I was, i'm trying to i was trying to think i'm like he's like what just whatever you think is fair i'm like what's fair <laughs> i was like well six tracks i know he's worked really hard and it sounds super awesome so you know i, I can throw you 400 bucks for that damn damn well, I, shit, man. That's cool that you're doing that. Um, have you... So, like, have you performed any of your new stuff yet? Have you gotten a chance to do that? Um, yeah, I have performed... Um, uh, the, the single, actually, um, I've had written for a while, and I've performed that one uh, live and with, uh, like, live streams and junk. Okay. Um, a couple different times. Um up in the the cedar valley um it's not a thing anymore unfortunately it just got kind of shut down but there was a a place called spicoli's um that uh they had a like a lot they were during the pandemic they were doing live streams of bands and stuff and i they i did a solo show uh for one of those and um i played I, i played empty eyes um which is the 
single, obviously. And uh, but the other songs I haven't. Let me think. I don't think I've actually played any of the other songs live before. So how would you go about doing that live? Would you like have the people that worked on the project come perform with you? Would you hire other people? Like, have you thought about that at all? Um, I would probably. I mean, my initial thing is I would reach out to the the folks that I worked with because sure. uh, they're sure. all. Um, they're all like native to Iowa and within traveling distance. Um, so depending on where the show was, but, um, if like for some strange reason, none of them or like some, you know, somebody out of that group couldn't do it, I would have to reach out to somebody else and just be like, Hey, cause I know a couple other guitarists, but it's like stylistically would have to practice on things and stuff but i would definitely consider it but i'm not 100 percent positive at this juncture if i'm gonna be playing anything live right now mm -hmm. um this is mainly just a studio project but uh you know uh i've gotten these songs i've gotten uh, at least the single on a couple of radio stations already oh wow that's yeah. impressive yeah um but uh, i've talked to uh rock 108 um out of cedar rapids uh they've They've been playing it on their um, local music show on Sunday nights. Um, I'm in talks with IPR, um, and um, I've also got a contact who runs a um, who runs like an online radio station. He's based out of Australia, and he's confirmed. Oh wow! Yeah, he's confirmed that he's going to be playing it as well. So, um, how, so not to interject, but like, uh, how did you manage to like get those? like placements like those radio spots uh networking okay. um, yeah. yeah uh i mean i um the the australia guy i met through facebook um we had a, a mutual contact mm. and i was just like i basically put out a thing on my on my personal facebook i'm like hey i'm looking for radio stations and this is actually back when I, I was still in my my live group uh which was known as the zachary daniels band um and I put out a thing. I'm like, Hey, I'm just looking for like radio stations or anything that I could, you know, contact for potential airplay. Um, and one of my friends tagged this guy and he's just like, like, Hey, can you help out my friend? And I, so I messaged him and he's just like, you just, I mean, what you got, and I'll take a listen. And he, I sent him the song at the time, and he's just like, yeah, we'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I, so I sent him this song. I'm like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but can you, like, you played my other band stuff. Can you play this too? And he's like, yeah, I'll play that song. That's Fuck awesome. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's actually supposed to be launching this weekend i can't remember if he told me it was saturday or sunday but it's supposed to be launching this weekend okay so when this episode comes out it'll probably be because i think we're gonna drop this saturday okay um but yeah man I, yeah you know uh listening to your music i really uh i really like some of your stuff what would you uh what would you say uh is kind of like your main influence so a lot of uh I, I don't really narrow it down to like one band or one artist. Um, a lot of my influences fall under like the uh, like '90s to very early 2000s, like pop rock. Um, yeah, I kind of sense that. Yeah, your stuff. Um, I've had a like I've had a lot of people tell me that like I sound like I'm from the '90s, and I'm like that is a compliment. Thank you, because that <laughs> is that, that's kind of my favorite genre of music is yeah. like '90s uh, pop rock alternative, uh, like Blink One Eighty Two, um, Weezer, 
um, a little bit of Oasis, um, you know, you know, there's Wonderwall. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I, I really, really like those bands and it just kind of comes through when I write. Um, but I also kind of pick and grab from a couple other things. I've got some songs that sound a little bit more punky. I've got some songs that are more on like just the pure pop side. And so it, there's a there's a little bit of a spectrum to it, but a lot of it is just 90s to 2000s yeah. stuff. Yeah, I've definitely noticed that. Um, let me ask you this because you know, speaking of follow before I'm here, uh, I've had this discussion <laughs> with Peter because, like, you know, I'm a big hip hop head. Sure, like a lot of the people that we have on are like rappers, and uh, you know, I, I love rock and you know, oh, yeah. uh, you know that kind of music. But sure. I do kind of wonder, like, and I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. Like, you know, has has that kind of music kind of fallen out of the mainstream? And do you think that like it's kind of dying out in a sense because i mean this might just be my bias but like i don't really hear about like you know big bands coming out anymore it seems to be like you know solo artists or and obviously i mean you're solar so that's kind of a different perspective sure. as well <laughs> sure um but I, I don't know like what are your thoughts on that so are you talking about like rock music or what are you, are you i guess i guess i guess both like rock music in general and like also kind of the idea of like you know forming a band and like performing together as a group um so i think um that is actually a very interesting question i think the idea of forming a band i don't i don't really believe that uh i don't really think that that like that base idea has been um okay let me let me reword this yeah, I don't think that forming a band is falling by the wayside. I think it's keeping the band going because mm. um, bands are work. Like it's, yeah, I mean, yeah. like a lot of people are like, yeah, we'll get together with my bros or my friends, you know, in every gender. And um, we'll just, you know, jam out and play. But then it's like, okay, well now I have to book shows and we have to make merch and we have to do this and this and this. And not everybody wants to do that. Yeah, sure. But don't you think that's always been the case though? yeah i just think it's be I, you think I, it's gotten worse yeah i think it's okay. gotten a little bit worse um just from what i from what i've seen um because i think i still think that people and maybe it has dipped slightly especially since the pandemic i think the pandemic has definitely kind of put a nail in in, in that yeah that's a fair point uh, because yeah. a lot of bands especially local a lot of bands died during the pandemic because nobody could go anywhere and they yeah. couldn't practice and so um and you know we're two plus years into it um so a lot of um so i think like i i still think that like especially like younger kids and people like still have this a positive uh outlook when it comes to wanting to start a band but then it's just like i i think it's just keeping it going and especially if like there's a lot of people that like a, a lot of artistic folks, myself included, I've actually, I've fallen into this as well, where it's like you, you get your, you know, you're all excited to play the show. And then your, your first couple of shows usually suck unless you're oh, like, yeah. unless you're super lucky. Um, and you just kind of hit lightning in a bottle. Like you, your first couple shows usually suck. And once people realize like, Oh, I'm not instantly good at this. Then they get, uh, they get like dejected and um there's yeah. like i don't want to do this anymore oh well i mean i think that's just the artist grind in general yeah oh yeah. and that's and that's why i said like i've i've definitely felt that in with previous groups i'm just like 
oh, that didn't go as well as I wanted to. Well, like, should I even keep doing this? And then, like, my friends would be like, yeah, you need to keep doing this. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll keep doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you get, uh, do you get like, anxiety or the jitters before shows, during shows still? All the or? time. All okay. the time. Um, Has that gotten better over the years? Because you've been doing this for a while. Yeah. It, um, I would say yes in a way uh because i i always get i always get pre-show jitters but it's usually like 10 minutes before i go on okay um so it's at least for a short amount yeah it's it's like it's it's kind of like that oh shit this is happening moment um and no matter how prepped i am or um or whatever like it happens every single time and but it's it, but because it happens every single time i kind of know to expect it and um so that in that sense it's gotten better because i'm like all right let's just work through this it's gonna be fine i know this is gonna happen um and then once i get up on stage and we really kick things off i'm like all right let's go i'm done <laughs> fuck yeah fuck yeah, yeah. well that, that's awesome that you like have that uh you know that ambition and that uh you know thought behind it because mm-hmm. like yeah I, I, shit i have a fucking uh, live show coming where the pocket we're doing a live podcast here in a couple of days oh nice yeah j- it's gonna be kind of like a small private event but that sure. that's almost worse in a way because <laughs> <laughs> like if i'm only like doing a podcast to like four people that's sure. gonna be i mean not that it's gonna be bad but like it, you know it's more interpersonal so, sure sure you I know gotcha. but i mean we've crammed like fuck i think we've crammed like six people in this in this place before oh yeah like i'll do i'll have like podcasts to the people and have like three people including like molly's usually helping like and then yeah man it, it's podcasting you know it's crazy oh, I, yeah. I had a i uh i just had a reggae rapids on the show oh cool. they're a six member group oh yeah so i went to their uh i went i went to an undisclosed location and uh um at their festival and uh we kind of like all did a podcast outside there's seven of us so yeah, man, I get that. You get you get the, but I think when you do it long enough, you eventually get over that. Hump, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's always still there, but like, it's different. You know, it's different than like what you were saying before. The people who like will get emotional and they'll do it like you know once or whatever, mm. once or twice, and they'll you know they can't get over themselves. Right, and uh, and yeah, I I but I do know what you mean about the podcast because I actually. I don't do it anymore, but I actually did do uh, produce oh. podcasts for for a, a couple years. Oh shit! Yeah, um, yeah. My a good buddy of mine and I uh, started up a, a group, and he's still doing it. Um, I it was just too much for me, and I had to bow out. Sure. Um, but and I also wanted to go back to music, so I was just like, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we started up a couple a couple podcasts and he's still doing it and what was the pocket what the podcast that he does so um <clears throat> the so the production group that we started was called the record button production okay. group um and we have or i say we uh they now have uh two uh podcasts that are still running well one is currently in production the other one is on a temporary hiatus but it's supposed to be coming back here soon okay the one that's currently running is called the game masters speakeasy um which is uh tabletop gaming based so like D pathfinder all that stuff and um <laughs> i'm sorry but why am i not surprised yeah right <laughs> But we have uh, we have two hosts. I'm not like n- we neither of us, uh, my partner and I, uh, neither of us like really talk on any of the shows. Uh, yeah, I'll take one more. 
Thank you, sir. No problem. Um, we have uh, like we have hosts and stuff, and um, but yeah, our hosts talk about uh, just like different tabletop gaming and uh, things, and they from like a game master's perspective or like a DM's perspective, and like if people need help starting up their own games and stuff, they can get you know tips and tricks and and stuff. But they also talk about because it's a speakeasy, they also talk about beer and different kinds of alcohol. Okay, okay. So um, it's kind of like a free for all around. Yeah. Tabletop. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then the other one, this one is on hiatus, but they're working on bringing it back on the air. Like it's still on, like if you go on Spotify and stuff, like you can still listen to the past episodes. Um, it's called, why did I write this? Uh, it's more of a comedy based show, but it features, uh, three girls who, um, they, they go over like a bunch of the, just very shitty writing that they've made in the past. So like a lot of fanfics, poetry, stuff like that. And they just read them out loud and they're just so horrible and they know they're horrible. Like this, this show is their idea. Um, but it's just hilarious. And so they read through the shows and like there's background music and everything. And so it's more, um, uh, what's the word? Um, like you're like you're there uh yeah kind of what we do like just free for all in the moment yep you know conversation type of thing yep and so it's and then they, they just crack jokes about yeah, it and just tear yeah. it to pieces it's <laughs> it's it's pretty fun cool cool um so go back to like the tabletop D D. i'm curious uh-huh. do, do you still do that are you still involved in the i am not um okay. like i am in a way because i'm friends with it, all of them and everything sure, and sure. like i'll help where oh. i need to Here, cheers by the way oh yeah Fuck yeah. Great having you on, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. But I'll help where I can, but I'm not like a full-time guy. They're just mm-hmm. like, they might come to me for like technology stuff. Because I did a lot of the the uh, recording and um, actual like mixing and production and stuff like that. Okay. So you weren't even necessarily like involved? Like in, or did you like actually play? Like do you have a background in playing it or you just kind of helped? Um. No, I do have a background in playing it. I okay. Um, I it's not a it's I don't have a giant background in like D and D and stuff like that. Um, like the other, all the other guys have a way larger background in it, but I do play. Um, and uh, but I mostly like I guess I was mostly just the tech guy for that one. But then like I would also I'd be in the room while they recorded everything, so I would be learning. Bef- like on levity learning things before the listener got to learn so i'm like cool i can i get my own tips and tricks for, for stuff damn so, so that was that was fun getting to do that yeah that i mean i don't know like i i tried to get into D D, um but like i just fucking i don't know it all just went over my head i felt like i did like one session <clears throat> it was weird because like i was with like five six other people and we mm-hmm. were like smoking and drinking you know just like not great i imagine not a great environment for that in sure. the first place and then like you'd be surprised <laughs> um but we did like a two-hour session or whatnot mm-hmm. and they're like we're you are 20 percent of the way through creating your character i'm like nah I'm, <laughs> this is not for me <laughs> yeah the, the i will say the character creation process in most of those in most tabletop games sucks um yeah i can't imagine and 
so like it's one of those things where it's that's a hump you kind of need to get over some people love the character creation because it allows them to be like super creative with like forming a background for their guys and yeah and those sound like, like people i don't want to play with <laughs> but um <laughs> but then there's plenty of people myself included that it's like once they one you know, that's like i don't really like I'm, i'll make a basic guy but i just want to like shoot spells and swing my sword around and stuff like that and let's kill let's go kill dragons like that's that's kind of what i you know i, I that's where i kind of like to sure, hang sure. out at um but unfortunately and you know to do one you have to do the other so you um otherwise it's not gonna work out for everybody else yeah that's a fair point i i, I just prefer to stick to my rpgs sure it, you know it's simple it's simple yeah uh you ever play stardew stardew valley yes i have played stardew valley i have it on my switch i have not played very much of it though i played a little bit of it and then my guy got exhausted because i ran out of stamina i had to go to my my landlord or whoever the hell it was had to take me to the hospital brought me back and was super pissed and i'm like okay i'm done (laughs) um i love to watch people play it um and because it's it's super calming and it's like my my fiance loves to play stardew <laughs> so like i'll watch her play it every now and again I'm just like yeah this is nice and then i have to do it and i'm like what do i do again <laughs> <laughs> yeah me uh me and molly my girlfriend who isn't here uh slash assistant slash podcast slave (laughs) (laughs) um she really got me into it like i resented it for not resented but like i like i would watch her play it i'd be like this is so stupid you're just like chopping down trees and like but like or maybe you know talking about depression earlier maybe i'm just depressed i think that's the real i think that's the real reason i'm getting into this game is because i myself am depressed it helps it it, it helps <laughs> does it help though <laughs> uh, like it helps take it takes your mind off of things uh, yeah because it's all repetitive and you just like you can shut your brain off for a while um there's i yeah i played plenty of other games that are very similar in like gen- like very similar thematically to stardew and um but there's just no stamina involved and so i'm like i can play this like let's just let's go um one of them is called uh, cozy grove i was addicted oh my god molly's playing that right now that's the one she's doing right now i was straight addicted to that game for months and then i finally beat it um the beat the story and i just found out that there's dlc for it <laughs> and i'm like and it's like there's new animal or there's new bears to at the island and everything i'm like shit now i'm gonna get addicted again <laughs> fuck what would you say is like your all-time favorite game you, you big gamer i am actually okay um again i could guess <laughs> all good uh but no i've been i've been gaming for for a lot of my life actually i started with the sega but um tight but my all-time favorite game is very difficult i know that one of my all-time favorite series is kingdom hearts um oh yeah kingdom hearts and the legend of zelda both of those have a tight grip on my on my heart um 
but uh, I don't think I have like one all-time favorite game. I actually, I, I have, I don't know if this is an official title, uh, official term. I have heard other people use it, but only like a, in a small group. I have what I'm, what I consider to be gamers ADD. So I basically like, I'll play a game for a while, and they'll be like, "Ooh, a new game!" Like, and then like, oh, oh yeah. and then you play it for a while, and then like you try to go back to the old game, and you forget where you are, so you rage quit and start over. <laughs> Um, oh yeah i mean i think that's just normal add bro <laughs> oh yeah maybe um but uh it only really happens with video games so uh, i see i see but um yeah it it because of that it took me like four and a half years to beat fallout new vegas the first time oh damn well hey i was just gonna say uh like fallout new vegas that's my all-time I, that would i would consider that my all-time that's, that's a that's a good one um you know i'm uh, four and a half years though bro holy like, shit something like that yeah so I, one day i was like i picked it up i'm like i still haven't beaten this game and then i realized it was the, the last time that i had played it i was trying to get through the dead money dlc and i was just mm. like nope i legit rage quit that one um i hate that dlc, DLC so suck. much yeah. well not not all of them suck but i've heard some of them are pretty I haven't actually gotten through all of them because yeah. The only know. the only one that I don't like is Dead Money, and that's that's the one where you have to go to the uh, the Sierra Madre Casino, and um, you have you, they take all of your equipment, like they take your armor and everything, and they give you like this explosive collar, and if you try to like escape or anything like that, uh, the uh, a villain uh, blows you up, blows up, <laughs> blows off your head. And you have to, like, find equipment throughout the place and try to break into the casino because the guy wants, like, this treasure that's supposed to be in there. Oh, damn. Um, And there's these, like, mutated humanoid creatures that... Um, are all around the place and they'll try to um, they'll try to kill you if and they if you don't um, basically if, if you don't basically like completely dismember them they uh, will just get right back up and attack you um, yeah. yeah it's it's a whole thing and at that time I was down to one stim pack I was almost dead and I had and like none of my weapons had ammo and I had to try to just I had no choice but to just try to bolt through this room full of these humanoid things and i died every single time and i'm like oh yeah that's why i quit i'm gonna start over <laughs> and then i'm just like i'm just sticking to the story i'm gonna go <laughs> and then i finally <laughs> beat it damn dude yeah fuck that that kind of makes me want to pick up fall new vegas again <laughs> play dead money oh. but i don't know like uh i fucked it up with my computer i put through too many fucking uh mods on it oh yeah that'll happen but like that i mean the mods that have come out for that game the last couple of years especially are crazy like they, they have a car you can drive now and like they have, have a, heard about the car yeah there's a bunch of crazy shit man the modding is like that's where it's at i like this computer is pretty powerful like you yeah maybe we'll do my film stuff but like if i had like a little bit extra like oh i was able to do that that would be that'd be beautiful yeah i'm myself personally i'm not much of a mod person um but i do completely understand why people do it i've seen i've seen a few i have heard about the i have heard about the car mod and i'm like i kind of want to do that one yeah. um <laughs> But because it's like the only the only Fallout game otherwise that has a car, I believe, is Fallout Two. Um, oh yeah, I think I, you're right. I believe yeah. it's it's either Fallout One or Fallout Two, but I'm fairly positive it's Fallout Two. You play those ever? Um, yes, I have both of them. Um, I haven't gotten very far. I, yeah, they're very different. They're they are because they're they're point and click mm-hmm. and. 
Um, that's a rage quitter for sure. It, it Those is. games, holy shit! Yeah, I've played that shit. I've gotten I've gotten stuck on Fallout One more times than I care to admit. <laughs> but but it's still it's still a good time. I'm the Fallout series is another big one for me. Um, the the first. Uh, podcast type show i ever produced uh with a with my friend we did um an audio drama kind of like world of worlds kind of thing um but it was based around the fallout games it's called wasteland active radio oh fun um and my like we had a bunch of different characters um and i like my friend and i we played multiple characters but my main guy was a super mutant named atlas who actually had enough he was kind of like fox Mm. um from fallout 3 but he was a huge asshole. Like he was a pretentious. He was a just a pretentious asshole because he knew how to read and like cared about fine literature and shit. But like, if anybody got in his way, he would just rage and just beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> so I, I'm curious about that. Like, uh, so it was like almost like a radio, like a rate, like an old radio show. Like, yeah. I said, dialogue and everything. Yep. Did you guys like pre-write all that? Did you improv it? Like, uh, nope. It was uh, it was a script. Okay. Um, okay. Yep. My my cohort uh, wrote out. He he DM speaking of D D he DMs D and D campaigns all the time so he knows how to write out everything very well and uh, like create worlds so he created a whole plot and wrote out scripts and everything and um, and then uh, we would just you know we would record ev- uh, we would record everything and then I would mix it all together and do sound effects and. The whole the whole nine. Um, I would make some just like ambient music in the background with my MIDI keyboard and mm. um, and that's that stuff's all still on Spotify and everything like that too. So um, we did that for about yeah we did that for about a year and a half, almost two wow. years. That's a long time. Yeah. How many episodes did you guys do? Like fifty four. That's quite a few. Yeah, fifty four different scripts yeah holy shit because we had 52 story episodes and then we had was it 50 it was either 50 or 52 i can't remember for sure but because we had a couple like offshoot episodes just fuck around kind of yeah like we had um we had one that was like an april fool's episode but the real the real april fool's joke was the fact that we uh we missed we we misjudged our uh, calendar and didn't release it on time Um, (laughs) oh yeah i've been there man (laughs) and um and then also, um, like we did like a Christmas slash holiday episode, um, and we made it in a week because we couldn't make a decision fast enough. But we we it was like a fifteen minute episode. We whipped it together in like a week, um, and it's all in prose. It was like I, it was probably my favorite thing we've ever done. Um, and we also did a Halloween esque uh, episode, um, which was fun, but. Yeah. Um, well, that's an insane amount of work, man. Yeah. Like, and, what, uh, what we do in the podcast, like, we just basically bullshit. Like, I yeah. can't imagine, like, doing all that work for that one was, episode. That was part of the reason why I had to back away from, yeah, from it all. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, especially doing, like, three shows and then having just so much on my plate, uh, having to do that and, like, social media work and everything. Because I've got a like I went to college for marketing and stuff like that. So um, like I'm the only one, like I was one of the only people on our team that knew how to really work social media. So they're like, we're going to need you to do that. I'm like, okay, no problem. And that was at first, that was at the beginning. And then after a while, I'm like, this is a problem. (laughs) Um, And so I just got so overwhelmed and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Um, 
and I also just really want to get back to my music because that's yeah. where my heart is. Um, as fun as this is, because I had a blast doing everything, um, get, getting to work with different people and, and everything, but I was just like, it's just way too much for me. Um, and it's it's more than it's more than I thought I was signing up for. So. Yeah, yeah. It really is like uh, the consistency you have to do with something like a podcast is it's a lot, man. Uh-huh. It's crazy. Let me ask you a random question. What do you think about nihilism? What do I think about nihilism? Yeah. Um, I think it can get really depressing. Um, that's fair. I, but um, but I don't know. I think um, hmm. never really. I, no, I'm not gonna lie. I've never really thought about it before. Uh, cause like I know what it is, and uh, I've got plenty of. I've got a, a couple buddies that are more depressed than me, and really see things in a nihilistic perspective. But um. I would say that in the right circumstances, it can be a useful perspective. I agree. Um, but I think in the overarching scheme of things, it's, I wouldn't, I shouldn't say like unnecessary because everything is somewhat necessary, I think, uh, at least when it comes to perspective. But um, I would say, I would say it can cloud your judgment um, because like I'm, I'm, you know, having depression and everything. Like I'm used to seeing things through a, a pessimistic lens. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I don't think anything is that dark. Or- well, I don't think nihilism is, ne- <clears throat> I don't think nihilism is necessarily pessimistic. I think it's just uh, acknowledging that there's no purpose. Oh. I don't think that like I think you can take that in a positive mindset. I don't think it needs to be pessimistic. Right. Yeah, and I can see what you mean in that regard. Um, but yeah, I think it's like it. I think in it's one of those things where it really just depends on your situation and how you're looking at things. Um, in that, in you know, in that case, then because um, yeah, it's like you can look at it with a, a positive light. Um, it's like yeah, there's no purpose. I can do what I want. Yeah, like. Yeah, but, well, there's something, like, really freeing in that, I feel like, yeah. you know. Um, but, but sorry, you were saying? Oh, um, but I think that it just... I think it's just one of those things that I don't really think that there is... And I don't think it really... I don't think it's a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. Yeah, if sure. That, if that makes sense. Sure. No, uh, I agree with that with about anything, yeah. Hmm. Actually, yeah. <coughs> But, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I don't know. It's just a random fucking yeah. question. It's like Cal Stars <laughs> podcast, man. Sure, sure. No, I'm 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 game for it. Trump twenty twenty four, what do you think? No. <laughs> you think it's gonna happen? No. <laughs> I really hope it doesn't, but no, it's I, crazy, I hope man. I, I hope not to. Um Did you hear you got did you see he just got raided? Yeah. Yeah, he's you know, he's he's being targeted and there's attack on our country and it's a witch hunt. Made a recount, yeah, um, yeah, I did hear about that. Um, because he got he got he got targeted or targeted, he got raided because of his own a law that he put into place, so it was really funny. I thought I did see something about that, um, uh, because it was it was like after he it was shortly after he got into office, he made a law, I don't know if it was an executive order, but he at least signed a thing into law that because of Hillary's emails and all that, bullshit, mm. um. We he, bullshit. 
What? What do you mean by bullshit? I'm just using it in a generalistic oh, okay, sense. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, the empirical bullshit. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. No, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, you know, with with everything that happened there, he put this thing in the law that was like, you know, if anybody is caught with um, like federal documents, that you know, it's a much tighter yeah, thing. I didn't. I see. Like my punishment that's the word i was looking for yeah yeah i i i did hear about it i didn't actually dive into it but that's honestly that's pretty hilarious mm-hmm. that it was if that's true like that that was his law like yeah that's nuts man i i do think like i do think he is and i'm not like a trump supporter by any means yeah. like i don't think he's a good guy i do think he is it i think it is kind of witch honey in a way i think it's kind of a desperate um it's like a desperate throw yeah i feel like like they're like uh, you know that establishment is so you know here's a real conspiracy theory that i have um i think trump and biden are on the same team i think they i think they're both on the team of the elite i truly believe that they they put they you know biden's in office to like decay the whole thing so like trump can (laughs) come back (laughs) that's my fucking conspiracy theory man I think they're on the same fucking team. I don't... I'll put it this way. I don't know if I 100% agree with that, but at the same time, I would not be surprised. <laughs> like, it's one of they're those... They're both old cunts. Oh, like, yeah. You know? No, 100%. No, I, I, I can definitely I can definitely be on board. I don't like any... They're both on Epstein's uh, jets, yeah. you know? I, I don't like any any political parties, so I'm, I'm pure independent. They can both fuck off for all I care. Have you heard of the Libertarian Party? I have, and they can fuck off, too. <laughs> Ooh. I don't like parties at all. I think what, what, what's what's your beef against the Libertarian Party? Um, well, for one thing, they everybody like hardcore libertarians make me laugh because I personally believe that there are like there are some government restrictions, like the like the EPA and stuff like that, that need to be in place because people are as a collective are kind of dumb, and um, like there's a lot of people that are like. Um, like oh like people will decide what's important no they can't um like hmm, i discreet that yeah um well agree to disagree that's okay and, but um i think that um but i personally i don't really like it's it's the beef that i have is not like specifically with the libertarian party it's with all parties like i completely disagree okay. with the fact that parties are a thing um yeah. like george washington hated them so do I. Um, yeah. Well, I think to be fair, I think a lot of libertarians feel the same way. I think, like, I think you know, especially the anarcho, which I'm not an anarchist, yeah. But like the people who are more anarcho-libertarian, like I think they believe that too. They're like they, the reason that they are parties, like to dismantle the parties, mm. like they want, they want, you know, individual rights, states' rights, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, like any party, there's a spread. Yeah. Like, they're they're the you know the very like you know socialist type of libertarians and then there's a very like anarcho capitalist type of libertarians like you know there's a whole there's a whole spread i think the unifying idea is just lack of government right um and i i think there needs to be like some government because i think there needs to be like something to kind of i don't know if order is the right word but like kind of just keep well, maybe, maybe it might be it's the closest thing I can think of, um, but just kind of keep some direction going with like some of the more important things. But like, 
I definitely don't think we need to have like a big brother situation going on for for sure because i know like i i know like a lot of people are like oh they're big government like this just big brother spying on us all the time and patriot act and nsa and blah 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 and i mean yeah they probably are but yeah um but at the same time i think something needs to be in in place as like an anchor and that way um people can focus on you know every everything else that needs to be done yeah there. i mean I, and, I agree with what you're saying like uh you know i i consider myself a minarchist so mm. like i you know i believe like a dissolution of the federal level would be my ideal then leave everything to the states sure um and like you, you know the like i i think like you know for basis like murder Mm. like i think there need there needs to be something to govern murder yeah like uh and like you know there's the joke like libertarians hate roads mm. and like uh you know i think we need roads i think we need you know because businesses yeah if if businesses own roads then like they'll just build all their roads to like negate other businesses right. and that's not you know it's it's a tricky thing I don't know how we fucking. This is the Macau Stars, man. This is how we. This is how we roll. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, like talking about music, and now fuck roads. Like, <laughs> did you know what you signed up for, man? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good, bro. It's all. It's all good. No, but, man, you've been good sport. Um, yeah. No, but like, uh, yeah, no. I mean, fuck Trump. I just. I like to ask everyone that. <laughs> I like to ask everyone that what they think what they think yeah. if they think he's gonna win or not um i don't know i think i'm surprised that they don't get desantis in there that's like my like he he seems like the candidate that would actually win it's kind of well i mean which goes back to the conspiracy <laughs> yeah um i mean is is he planning on running because i haven't heard too much about him I mean, I don't think he's officially said anything. I think maybe there's been speculation. No, because I mean, he would he would be the the next guy up that would do it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't. Uh, you don't follow politics, really. I I follow some of the like this the the big breaking stuff, but I don't. And I understand that you know for anybody listening, I do understand that I'm showing my privilege here, but. Um, <laughs> But no, I I don't um, like I am politically aware, but I am also somewhat politically apathetic, and I, I know it's not a great thing, but it's just like I've got my own problems at home. I don't I don't need to worry about the problems in the country at yeah. the moment. Well, and, and you know, and that's fair too. Yeah, you know, like uh, and like we we're just talking about like, the the Trump thing. Like I could have I could have like listened to my shit, in my podcast, and looked at my articles and got into it. But I was like, yeah, I'm busy. Yeah, you know, there there is a balance. I do think like. I do think like everyone should be at least a little bit aware and educated about what's oh, yeah. going on because I do think it's important. Oh, absolutely! Like, I think that's a very like lacking thing in general of like the American population is they have a very limited understanding of politics. Mm. Like you know they can tell you what you know drama is going on you know between you know whatever like you know powerhouse political person, but they you can't they couldn't tell you like any of their stances or any of their policies or anything. Right. Like that's a problem. Yeah. No, I do agree with that, and I I try to, like I try to explore when I can and yeah. look into different things, but and as like a general thing, I'm probably not as active as I should be, um, and like I'm I'm aware I'm a you know I'm a man who's aware of his flaws, um, but um, but no, like like I said, I'm 
like I am aware of yeah. of things. I I do you know listen in when I it's a different things when I can, but I'm probably not as you know just just not as active as I probably should be. I hey. mean I vote, <laughs> but um, um, well hey that's fair man. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably too active. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, I used to when when my parents because um, both my parents were lawyers. Yeah, my father's actually a judge now. Oh nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, I'm, kidding. I, I'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> but uh but no like they would come home and my parents would talk about politics oh that like, makes that sense <laughs> like, they would just come over they would just talk about politics for a half hour and like i would just like be in the kitchen like doing homework on the computer whatever just listen to them talk yeah. about politics so like i like they would always turn on the presidential stuff like i would just i yeah um my father actually he like ran for political office like county attorney when i was like 10 11 oh wow yeah so i've always just like had like a root in like yep i'm always thinking that's well sphere. yeah if, if you if you grew up with with that in your environment then that makes sense that's just mm-hmm. part of your you know it's kind of part of who you are so yeah. that, that makes a lot of sense yeah despite what i just said about like the sentiment of i think it's important i do envy people that are just like able to you know uh, tune it out and yeah, yeah. Tune it out, yeah because i i like i maybe i worry about too much but i do worry Going back to the nihilism thing, it, it, it's it's tempting. It's like, does it even matter? <laughs> I don't know. I know quite a few people that would probably be, uh, believe in you, but agree with you. Oh yeah, probably, uh, probably more than a few men. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think nihilism is a bad thing. Though. No, I think it's. It, it depends on how you it, it. You know, what do you make of it? Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I don't like. I do. I I don't think it's like the worst thing in the world um at all like i wouldn't even chalk it up very high on that list um it's just one of those things that it just really depends on the situation because in some in some points it's like yeah like this nothing fucking matters let's let's go do whatever we want and then there's some situations where it's just like no we need you to be a little bit of brighter here champ like (laughs) yeah well i think i think the key distinction is like if you know and this kind of goes ties into libertarianism a little bit too like um you know whether you're harming someone else right like you know because with nihilism you could you could do like you know the hitler i don't think hitler was really a nihilist people say that i don't really <laughs> believe that because like a nihilist wouldn't have an end goal of wanting to kill all the jews they would just be like whatever you yeah. know like i i people say he's nihilist i don't agree with that um <laughs> but like what was my fucking point with that god fucking damn <laughs> but uh oh yeah um but like when you're when you're uh you know acting malicious i think that like negates the whole like oh yeah just do whatever you want because if you're like inflicting harm on other people then that's you know right that, that there's like a human commonality that we all share where we know that like inflicting harm on someone or acting malicious towards someone else is wrong i believe right. that everyone inherently knows that yeah. at some level um so yeah i mean i think you know talking about nihilism i think that's where that would negate that sure um anyway zachary daniel <laughs> you don't know what the, you didn't even know what the fuck you signed up for you're like you drove two hours over here and you're like fuck we spent half my podcast time talking about nihilism this fucking bastard Hey, I'm I'm having fun, so that's all that matters. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad, man. Uh, Before we wrap up, is there anything you want to... Do you have any, you know, topics on your mind that you want to discuss? I guess just to wrap back to, you know, the the CD, um, 
the it it launches on all major platforms on um i mean this is why i'm this is why yeah. i wanted to come yeah here. um that and i wanted to meet you but yeah um, thank you thank you yeah. but um my ep it's called keep it a secret which is fitting because i legitimately made everybody involved keep it a secret until <laughs> until it was time to nice. announce nice. um because I had gone on hiatus for like two months, and I'm like, I don't want to just be like, yeah, I'm done with music for a while, and then like, do to do. Oh, by the way, I'm starting this new thing. Um, but it's, uh, but yeah, on the EP is called "Keep It a Secret." Launches on September second, um, and uh, yeah, it's six tracks, um, and I I think y'all are gonna like it. You can check out the single on Bandcamp, uh, ZacharyDaniels.BandCamp.com. Okay. Um, we'll have that link in the description for sure. Cool. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I think, um, if you like alternative rock, um, with, you know, some pop rock spins to it, then I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna dig it. Fuck yeah. Zachary, it's been a fucking pleasure, man. Yeah. I really appreciate you coming on. I really liked your music. Thank you. Um, I like everything you do. Keep rocking. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. Stay tuned. Uh, we'll be here every Wednesday and Saturday. Actually, next episode, we're going to have a real treat. So tune in for that. Um, and yeah, otherwise, we got the Patreon. Go subscribe there. We got shit going. Um, all right, everybody. Peace. Have a good one. Bye.